Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 263. Only God can bring us gladness. Only God can give us peace. Joys are vain that end in sadness. Joy divine shall never cease. Mid the shade of want and sorrow, undisturbed, our hearts rejoice. Patient, wait the brighter morrow. Faithful, heed the Father's voice. Hymn number 263. scriptural this morning will be given by Betty from California. Ephesians. God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the 
exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 135. I know no life divided, O Lord of life, from thee. In thee is life provided for all mankind and me. I know no death, O Father, because I live in thee. Thy life it is that frees us from death eternally. Hymn number 135.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also catch it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere in the world can attend. So if you do have a child of Sunday school age and you don't live in the area, please call us and we'll give you the number. And we'd love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. And we've been busy printing and mailing again. The May full-text lesson sermon booklet has been printed and mailed to subscribers. And I think we also mailed out a, the latest forum highlights also. It's been, been a busy week. We had a great Bible study yesterday. So the next one will be in two weeks. And that will be Saturday, May 1st. It's almost May. So look, uh, look for the study questions on our website. And please join us in two weeks. May 1st at 10 a.m. And among our, on our various websites, on our English website, uh, if you haven't read it already, I wanted to remind everybody to read a really good article entitled Forgiveness by Isabella Lamont. Excellent article. It may even heal you of whatever ails you. <laughs> Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Susan from Massachusetts. Page 449. It is a little over one year since a very esteemed friend of this city invited me to partake of the heavenly manna contained in the revelation of science and health with key to the scriptures. I had up to that time been for 15 years a victim of hip joint disease, this eventually confining me to my bed where I had been 10 months when the book of prophecy was opened for me. I was not long in finding the light I needed that gave feet to the lame, enabling me now to go move and walk where I will without crutch or support of any description, save the staff of divine science. In proportion, as my thoughts are occupied with the work in science, does the peace and joy come inwardly that transforms the blight of error externally. E.G.K. Tacoma Washington. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page six of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Doctrine of Atonement. The golden text is from Psalms. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants. 
and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. The responsive reading is from Psalms. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. The Bible. Psalms. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Matthew Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meal in the house, behold, Many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? 
But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrificed. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The Master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. John, these words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. First John That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, 
and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans God commendeth his love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Atonement is the exemplification of man's unity with God, whereby man reflects divine truth, life, and love. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father, and for this we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself, but in mercy to mortals, to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus acted boldly against the accredited evidence of the senses, against pharisaical creeds and practices, and he refuted all opponents with his healing power. Jesus aided in reconciling man to God by giving man a truer sense of love, the divine principle of Jesus' teachings. And this truer sense of love redeems man from the law of matter, sin, and death by the law of spirit, the law of divine love. Every pang of repentance and suffering, every effort to reform, every good thought and deed will help us to understand Jesus' atonement for sin and aid its efficacy. But if the sinner continues to pray and repent, sin and be sorry, he has little part in the atonement, in the at-one-ment with God, for he lacks the practical repentance, which reforms the heart and enables man to do the will of wisdom. Those who cannot demonstrate, at least in part, the divine principle of the teachings and practice of our Master have no part in God. If living in disobedience to Him, we ought to feel no security, although God is good. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love, for to this end God worketh with you. Occupy till I come. Wait for your reward, and be not weary in well-doing. Final deliverance from error, whereby we rejoice in immortality, boundless freedom, and sinless sense, is not reached through paths of flowers, nor by pinning one's faith without works to another's vicarious effort. Justice requires reformation of the sinner. Mercy cancels the debt 
Only when justice approves. Wisdom and love may require many sacrifices of self to save us from sin. One sacrifice, however great, is insufficient to pay the debt of sin. The atonement requires constant self-immolation on the sinner's part. That God's wrath should be vented upon his beloved Son is divinely unnatural. Such a theory is man-made. The atonement is a hard problem in theology, but its scientific explanation is that suffering is an error of sinful sense which truth destroys, and that eventually both sin and suffering will fall at the feet of everlasting love. Remember the sweat of agony which fell in holy benediction on the grass of Gethsemane. Shall the humblest or mightiest disciple murmur when he drinks from the same cup and think or even wish to escape the exalting ordeal of sin's revenge on its destroyer? Truth and love bestows few palms until the consummation of a life work. Christians must take up arms against error at home and abroad. They must grapple with sin in themselves and in others and continue this warfare until they have finished their course. If they keep the faith, they will have the crown of rejoicing. Our Master fully and finally demonstrated divine science in his victory over death and the grave. Jesus' deed was for the enlightenment of men and for the salvation of the whole world from sin, sickness, and death. Paul writes, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the seeming death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Three days after his bodily burial, he talked with his disciples. The persecutors had failed to hide immortal truth and love in a sepulcher. Glory be to God and peace to the struggling hearts. Christ hath rolled away the stone from the door of human hope and faith, and through the revelation and demonstration of life in God, hath elevated them to possible at-one-ment with the spiritual idea of man and his divine principle, love. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. The humble Nazarene overthrew the supposition that sin, sickness, and death have power. He proved them powerless. It should have humbled the pride of the priests when they saw the demonstration of Christianity excel the influence of their dead faith and ceremonies. Praying for humility with whatever fervency of expression does not always mean a desire for it. If we turn away from the poor, we are not ready to receive the reward of him who blesses the poor. We confess to having a very wicked heart and ask that it may be laid bare before us. But do we not already know more of this heart than we are willing to have our neighbor see? We should examine ourselves and learn what is the affection and purpose of the heart, for in this way only can we learn what we honestly are. 
If truth is overcoming error in your daily walk and conversation, you can finally say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith because you are a better man. This is having our part in the at-one-ment with truth and love. Christians do not continue to labor and pray, expecting because of another's goodness, suffering, and triumph that they shall reach his harmony and reward. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. He constantly turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction till at last he finishes his course with joy. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 30. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend like brother birds that soar and sing and on the same branch bend. The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. Hymn number 30.
Now sing hymn number 117. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, 
which wert and art and evermore shalt be. Hymn number 117. I will read from the Christian Science textbook the scientific statement of being on the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestations. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself even as he is pure. Isaiah, Behold, the former things 
are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Amen.